evidence suppressed, along with observations made by Irene Bevan, Gracie Field's stepdaughter who worked for PF's first husband, Jacques Peel, and by Manouche, the celebrated gangster's mole who was a frequent visitor to PF's apartment in a brothel during World War II. Serge Reggiani, who worked with PF in her first major film and went on to become one of the most fated singers in France, did not wish for his revelations to be published during his lifetime. Likewise, Simone Margantin, PF's last nurse, who probably saw and heard more than she should have while in her employ, after PF's marriage to Théo Sarapo. My godparents, Roger Normand and Jacqueline Danault, knew PF well. Roger from the 1940s, Jacqueline during the last year of her life. Michel Emer, Charles Aznavour and Charles Dumont were amongst her favourite songwriters and were witness to both sides of her the loving, benevolent woman who could turn into a tyrant at the drop of a hat if she was not getting her own way. It was Aznavour who gave my publisher the idea for the title of this book. The fact that whenever they met, while he was working for her, she was always asking him to find her a new way to die. In her first recorded song, L'Etranger, the hapless marine ends up being fished out of the harbour after a night of passionate love. Subsequent PF demises included dying of thirst in the desert, Mon Légionnaire, being shot dead in a lift, Le Chasseur de l'Hôtel, suicide, most famously in Les Amants de Jour, execution by hanging, Qu'as-tu fait, John? and the bride's corpse being floated out to sea, La Chanson de Catherine. Piaf also sang about child abuse, Un monsieur me suit dans la rue, and when two of her lovers, Félix Martin and Georges Mustaki, physically abused her, Rather than go to the authorities, she punished them by getting a friend to write a song, C'est une homme terrible, detailing how they had used her for target practice. Better than anyone else, of course, she sang about love. Piaf's taste in men befitted her complicated, anxious lifestyle. Invariably, her lovers and husbands were mean and moody, or bisexual, or both. As Serge Reggiani reveals, when Pierre fell for Yves Monton, he was involved with another man, who he promptly returned to once their ardour cooled, before he finally married Simone Signoret. Jacques Peel, as revealed by several interviewees, was a bisexual opportunist, and by accounts not at all nice to know. Pierre's second husband, Théo Sarapo, was working as a male escort when they met. When he moved in with her, so did his boyfriend. Pierre even commissioned a song, Monsieur Incognito, which tells of his working his beat outside a metro station in Paris. And yet the love they shared was heartfelt and genuine. Theo married P.F., aware that she had little time to live, and also aware that she was deeply in debt. French law dictated that he would have to settle these debts when the time came. Perhaps the most startling revelation of all is that P.F. had a second child, evidence of which exists not just in the photograph included here, but in the files at the Hôpital Tenon in Paris, where P.F.'s daughter Marcel had been born. Indeed, P.F. herself was born here, and not as she liked to tell everyone, on a policeman's cape in front of the steps of 72 Rue de Belleville, the building which contained her parents' tawdry room, in the early hours of the 19th of December, 1915. Even so, her account is sufficiently amusing to fit in with the subsequent legends which abounded throughout her tragically short life some real, mostly figments of an overworked imagination. P.F.'s father, Louis-Alphonse Gassion, 
worked as a street acrobat and contortionist, and was descended from a long line of circus entertainers. Measuring just four foot eleven, he was almost the same size as his daughter. Her mother, Lynne Marse, Annette Maillard, was a half-Italian, half-Berber singer who, contrary to popular belief, did not just sing on street corners. As an exponent of rowdy Hovenchard chansons, she had built up a modest following in the Beuglon and Bal Musette. Marse and Gassion had married in September 1914, but would spend virtually no time together after Piaf's birth. Marsal would later claim to have been carrying Gassion's child when they had separated, while their son, Herbert, would always claim only to be Piaf's half-brother. Given her character, he could have been fathered by anybody, and there has never even been any evidence that Marsal was his mother, and that Herbert, like the other siblings who turned up in the future, was just another opportunist. One must ask the question, had this been just an ordinary person and not one of the most famous women?